0: You're drinking it with ice. You're jingle jangle your ice all the whole podcast? I'm not going to jingle I think you're going to probably jingle jangle your ice. And that you know what that calls? I call that? Hypocrisy.
1: <laughs> because Deep. we made because we made a video making fun of you.
0: Why would you? I don't understand. You know, I really am the glue that holds all of this together. And you guys just constantly shit on me. I fired you. You didn't fire me. <laughs> I, it was a mutual parting of ways. I set the way to focus on other creative endeavors. Oh, <laughs> okay. Kind of like Tucker Carlson at Fox or Don Lemon at uh, CNN.
1: If anybody works with their significant other, they they know the struggle.
0: Cody Sanchez is doing it. She's rich.
1: She works with her partner?
0: I don't know. I just don't, I don't have, think so. I think they do some. I don't know. They make a lot of money. Yeah, he, also is, she, he is like the hairiest man it. I've ever seen in my life.
1: I wonder what he's nationality like, he like is. He's
0: like jacked. He's Middle Eastern, I think. Yeah, 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 Turkish. But uh, he's like jacked, but it's like you can't see it under this like the thick coating mm-hmm. of hair. Which is kind of hot, honestly. Ooh, I'm into it. To him?
1: Yeah, I attracted
0: like to it? Yeah, I like chest pubes. I just like to rub my face in them sometimes. Every now and then I go into a Walmart just to find some guy in a white beater and just <laughs> rub my face <laughs> on his chest pubes. And say, mm, yeah, daddy. Oh, dear. You grew this garden for me, didn't you, you little whore? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I can't just, like, bask in someone's pube garden? I mean, you <laughs>
1: You're, you always say how somewhere. upset you are. I know because I'm all lasered off. I just I have know. like sparse postpartum hair growth on my vagina now. <laughs> I have like six hairs <laughs> that I shave.
0: You should name them. It's kind of like on the show. Juan Carlos. On, you know, on, uh, on Jim,
1: M- Pam. Big,
0: on Big Mouth. Michael Scott. That, that girl gets her first couple pubes. Oh, on yeah. Big Mouth and they, like, they're little, they're little yes. like guardians of the... <laughs> yes. God, Uh, that's the best show. That show makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) I love it so much. The part was that her tampons soaked up the whole lake, though. That was pretty funny. Oh, dear lord. She had a dream about her first period and her Mm -hmm. tampons. It's funny thing is that that show is just like, it's uncomfortable because it's so accurate to like what being a horny little teenager is like. Yeah. But anyways, here we are again.
1: Hi. So.
0: I guess the show just kind of started. It started. It did. We're here.
1: We're here. (sighs) We're
0: tired. I'm not tired. I slept great last night. Oh for yeah. For the first time in a while. Really? Mm-hmm. I slept good last night. I went to sleep early too.
1: No, we didn't.
0: 9.30.
1: No, she didn't go to sleep till 10.30. When you were well, asleep, I
0: was... <laughs> I was asleep at 9.30. Because
1: yeah. <laughs> your wife is really sweet and she closes the door and takes her your daughter into the living room first so you off, can go
0: to bed. She was upset with you and you guys had to work some stuff out and I wanted to give you the space. Oh. I wanted to give you the space to maybe like reconcile and grow um thank you daddy so yeah i just you know thought it was best for me to get some sleep you're a
1: really good partner
0: you know i really think about everybody else first she pretty selfless mm-hmm. yep.
1: um how has sex been for you postpartum
0: we haven't had sex in like days days we did say that the other day though it was like i think we're doing a pretty good job mm-hmm. with the sex thing but yeah. then you were like i think we have more sex than most people that don't have kids
1: i do believe that actually
0: it's kinda different it's different for sure.
1: You said one day that it was sex. Now is better than it used
0: to be. It's different and better. It's better. It's like. It's deeper. Yeah, it is. That's why I paused. No, I think it's it's interesting and I'm curious other people's experience with this. But no, it just feels different. It's like, I don't know. I thought that because like, we've talked a lot about like the Madonna horror complex stuff and. Yada yada yada, but that hasn't really been. I think it actually is less of an issue now than it was before. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Do you want to tell everyone how you came in my mouth for Dude, the stop, first time? Do you
0: always take it too far. <laughs> you take it too far, and it makes me uncomfortable. I
1: think that that's a really important thing to talk about.
0: What, how is that important to talk about?
1: Because we have. Can we just like about,
0: subtly allude to things? No,
1: we have talked about the in horror Complex, and I think a lot of people deal with this, and I think it's important to cover because. Not even if you have kids, like that is obviously a huge part of it for us. But I think more, it affects like, people no matter it, what.
0: Men should understand that. Reg- women should too, right. regardless.
1: But I want you to talk through what that was for you, because that was really interesting to me and sort of
0: shocking and awesome. Well, I don't really have like, a, um, it just happened. It's more, and more of like a post.
1: No, but why didn't you
0: do it before? You
1: what? You never came in my
0: mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know.
1: Kelly, what do you do mean? It just did happen reason. with other
0: things. I don't know. It just wasn't.
1: You always talked about how it was really hard for you to do that with me because of the way you saw me and were in relationship with me and respected me. Yeah. And it was a difficult thing for you to like come to terms with like, okay, I'm going to do this with my partner who I'm in love with, who I want to have kids with. It just is a different experience for
0: you. It just wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just like segmented that off into a different thing. Right. Um, and that wasn't. That's not exclusive to you either. It's just like a thing that had happened in relationships. With yeah, me. um, and yeah, very much like Madonna Horry type situation. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That night, and that's only happened one time. It's not like it's like, oh yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> just blowing loads in your fucking <laughs> dome all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it just like that night. I don't know. Things have just gotten like because I don't ever have a plan for
1: literally anything ever (laughs) i tried to say we should have strategy for this show and we got into a huge fight so here we are we're talking about connor coming in my mouth (laughs) it's a
0: difference but it's a difference in philosophies on how to explore to explore your life yeah (laughs) i we and it's also how funny we can talk about this later it's like how the inverse has happened with parenting Uh but um That's what, especially with sex stuff. It's like, if you go in and this is why I think porn is so can be such a problem for people because it kind of makes the whole thing like contrived. It's like, Oh, we're going to do this. And it's like, you have a fucking itinerary for what's, I mean, if you can even last that long, which whatever depends on where, what your situation is. But if you're jerking off to porn all the time, you probably don't have, I don't know. Anyways, neither here nor there, but it's like, it just, it just, it just felt good in the moment. Like I said, that's one thing about like getting to about sex is like, Oh, whatever feels good. Now and then, that's things tend to come and go, Mm -hmm. you know, come and go, get it? (laughs) But no, it like you get onto something for a while, and then like a month later, just it just naturally kind of flows in different directions. So, just that just happened. And I knew also just knew you would, as far as like you had a baby and. Do you knew you I wanted to be treated like a hoe. Yeah. It's like all, for sure. all the things, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it was not yeah. just about, it was, but even then it's like, sometimes it, it makes me feel bad because it's hard for me to get off in that way with you. So it's like, then I don't want, you know, it's like the, the, I get in my head about it. Mm-hmm. I get anxious about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in that situation, that wasn't the case. And it was just like, we were in this kind of just in it, you know? And, um, I thought it'd be really fun for you. And that was fun for me, you know, and I knew I could do it, you know, in that time. So I just was down. Yeah. But it was fun.
1: It was super fun. But sex has
0: been weird. It's been different. Like not weird, bad. Just like it's just it's a different. It, having sex after kids is definitely a different thing.
1: How do you feel like emotionally connected differently?
0: It's just deeper. That's what. I, like that's yeah. the, it's the only real word.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's just a more robust like connection. I think it's just we spend so much time. We've always been like a team, but now we're like a team. You know, it's like it's like we're on this. You know, and I don't know if you noticed this, but like when you ask me to do something, I usually just like go do it. Yeah, like right away.
1: Oh, I notice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, it's focused. (laughs) Yeah, you're like you do this, and I'm like, yes.
1: Taylor Simpson, who I've worked with, she always says, "Polarity brings clarity." And it's interesting because I just see so clearly now how much you didn't do things before and you wouldn't do them immediately and you would put yeah. stuff off and you were, you're such a procrastinator and you're like, when I get to it and now you're like, I'll do it right now.
0: You're like, <laughs> can you do this? And I'm like, yes.
1: Oh my God. And you do stuff without me even asking. It's really, I mean, you've really stepped up in so many ways and matured a lot and you're just so much more helpful. For and yourself. this is not to bash you by, by any means, Rude. but you were just sort of like, Still a bachelor Connor, like rolling with the punches, like whatever happens, I'm in the flow. Um, and now you're very much like, uh, sort of stepping into owning, being a dad and being a really good partner and knowing how much support I need because I'm still very much Rose caretaker. Mm -hmm. Um, because I have a,
0: a boob that feeds her. (laughs) Do you even just quit on the other one?
1: Yeah, because she wouldn't eat from it, and I wasn't pumping anything, and so it just doesn't produce milk. Just, just I wonder joking. if I tried, if anything would come out.
0: I've the tried. Tiny things would right come out. Yeah. I've gotten some milk in my mouth from that titty before.
1: How is that for you? It's fine. Yeah. We go. Sweet, you said, right?
0: Yeah, it tastes pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. I can see.
1: Do people have weird kinks around that?
0: I People have weird well, kinks around
1: Well, I won't say everything. weird, just kinks around that's weird. Drinking breast milk is it? I I don't want to shame anybody. I have like what I would consider weird kinks, I guess.
0: Yeah, I know. But don't I actually ask what about they that. are. I was like, I was going to be curious if I get you know, like some breast milk, you know, what kind of breast milk kink stuff there was out there. I'm sure that's a thing. I mean, it has to be a thing. You should. Uh, we really played around duck, with duck, it. Duck go that. Well, you were so like leaky for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it was going to be part of the situation. I couldn't touch your boob without like squirting all over the place. No, nope. it was so
1: funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, sex is definitely interesting. I. So after I gave birth and for those of you who listen to the story, know how traumatic it was uh, for my insides and everything that went on. So we got to like five or six weeks postpartum and we were starting to like get the itch and you were all over me. You have never been so sexually intense with me yeah. ever. And I was just, I couldn't match it because I was drowning in breast milk and I was exhausted and I also had been just like ripped to shreds. So my whole body and my hormones were just not there, but I was really interested in the experience I was having of you being physically all over me all the time. And like, <laughs> I'm so attracted to you and you wouldn't stop touching me. I was like, Jesus Christ this is the best thing ever. <laughs> Cause that's just not how you normally are. No, I'm, I'm the one with more drive. I'm the one that's like been more intense about it. When
0: and you're so, more like touchy too than I am. Yeah. yeah. And
1: so I was really enjoying it. Um, and then we started fooling around, which was really fun because yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. It was such
0: a chaotic time.
1: It was very chaotic, but I was, I was at a point where I wanted to have sex. I knew I couldn't have penetrative sex, but I wanted to be intimate with you. Yeah. And I had finally my, my, um, my sex hormones or whatever. My sex drive was coming back and I could feel it. And I'm like, what do we do about this? And so we just started fooling around and, not having sex though. And it was really fun. Like mm-hmm. we were masturbating next to each other and mm-hmm. touching each other. And I was going down on you. We got really creative. We got super creative and it was actually really hot. We were having the sexiest fucking makeout sessions ever. Yeah,
0: See, that's what, you know what the best thing about being growing up, like in the church was, mm-hmm. is that that's what, that's what it was. That's what it was. Right. You had to get creative. You know what I mean? Like I learned a lot of things. Like I got kissing and different things. And like, basically all you did was foreplay. So it's like, you got, it was kind of fun. It was like the first time I'd been like, that's all we can really do for different reasons, of course. But since I was 16, 17, 18, maybe, you know, I was into that until college pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was fun. It was almost like, it was like a return back to like a different time, you know, yeah. which is cool. It was like, oh, this is like, cause you don't, we don't ever do that. It is like, we're adults. It's like, you fuck, you know, like yeah. you, <laughs> and you whatever. It's like, it is what it is. Where, when you're, when it's like a little bit more like, taboo. I don't know. It just was, a, it was fun. It was just a fun, it was, and it was the thing it was, It's it that was like a moment and we'll have another one of those in a couple of years, I guess. But, um, you don't get that very often where it's like, Oh, well you we like can't, but we want to. And then you have all the, I think I had a lot of like hormone shifts too at the time. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was, it, it was, and of course like didn't had no idea what to expect because right. it had never been there before. Mm-hmm. And it may be different next time because there'll be two of them and yeah, they will be, be a, a toddler. Whole
1: yeah. Yeah, it was, it infused some novelty into things Mm -hmm. for us that I think we really needed because we've utilized, you know, threesomes and talking about our desires and all of that over the last couple of years to be the novelty of our relationship. But during IVF and pregnancy, that wasn't really a thing. And when it was a thing, it was a disaster. And Mm -hmm. so it was just really nice to be able to do something fun and different and to explore different parts of Mm -hmm. us and trying something new and, um, yeah. and then I just felt I felt really good. It sounds so silly, but I'm sure if any of you have ever been in my shoes, you get this. I felt so good about the fact that you came in my mouth. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but it checked a lot of boxes for me. and it also it was fun to explore that with you mm-hmm. and fun to be open to this is a new iteration and version of both of us and us in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to see that like the sex didn't die. Sex you know what I mean? Die. Because yeah. how many people do we hear say that after they have kids, your sex life goes to shit and you don't yeah, have time and, and you're all tired.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I want to obviously acknowledge for some people that don't have help like that like Dude, help like us 100%. that don't work from home. You know, we have a it's nanny a four to five scenario. days a week. Yeah, all the things your mom has been really present and helpful when she can coming from Texas, like all the things. So I want to acknowledge that I get it. We're very privileged. And I just feel like we've done a really good job of showing up and making um, making moves and being intentional about our sex lives.
0: Yeah, I think so. But I think to kind of broaden that up a little bit, like if you're working a 10 hour day doing something hard. And then, or in your, and neither of your mom, even you do have help, but mom's work. It's like, and then you get home and everybody's, it's chaos and Mm -hmm. you get kids to sleep. And once you have more than one, we have one kid. That's like also pretty easy. Yeah. So like, regardless, you got to try, but I think sometimes it's a little bit more attainable than, than, you know, than other situations.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. I just, I'm a, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Um, at our sex life and it's been really
0: fun. I think the shift into like hybrid work for people is probably good all around for this kind of thing. And this is one thing I like about, you know, people will call me like a socialist or whatever anti-hard work, but like I like about the four day work weeks as a norm. And I don't, don't, and that's the thing too, is like, I could give a fuck less about white collar workers, even though it's mostly people who listen to this show, but like people who work hard, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, then work four tens or whatever way, whatever way, how we shift this, but it's like. I do think, as a culture, the focus on the family, and that's all things. That's like parents' sex lives, relationships with kids. Like these are all that's all things kind of under the nest of like under the under the umbrella of like family. Mm-hmm. You know whether or not it's like strong bonds. You know, and it's something even on on Connor wonders. I talk about a lot is like focus on yourself and your family and your community. And I think the good side of all of the clusterfuck we've been through over the last four years, really is that that's become way more prevalent, mm-hmm. way more important and people pri- prioritize that because I think we all get caught up in this like, almost like hypnotized in this like productivity, work is more important than anything else. Like, it's like capitalism got into our fucking souls and capitalism is cool for like a way to structure society, whatever, like, there's pros and cons, but like, it's not a great way to like experience life. You know, <laughs> you know what i saying? It's like, if you're a consumer before you're a human being, like that's not a necessarily a great way to live. And I think that people have kind of snapped out of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you can really focus on is the relationship with your partner, you know, and having, and taking the time and like committing to that. And that, you know, there's, there's always trade-offs. Like you may have to give something up to do that, but it's important, you know? And I think you, you like have to have that as like a principle and a value um, to make that decision.
1: Yeah. I'm curious. We've never talked about this like privately at all. I was talking to a mom who's actually a new client at Soulfire about this and it reminded me. I've thought about this so many times. How do you feel about your partner? So me being number one priority in the relationship
0: before your child? Um, I see, I think that's a little reductionist personally. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. It just, it's not a holistic view. I th- I've get, been getting like this with a lot of things lately. Mm-hmm. A lot of like lines, like that, that's a great meme. Right. Like prioritize your relationship before your kid. But it's like what you're really saying, in my opinion, is like prioritize your relationship before your kid because your kid will thrive with a healthy relationship to Correct. look at. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a it's a roundabout way of getting to. So your kid is still the priority. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's like there's never those, those like one liner. I was going to this thing about the sh- on the show the other day about the uh, the line like hard times make strong men, strong men make easy times, easy times make weak men. That whole like seven, like, yeah. And you know, that's great for a meme. And also easy times make innovation that created the iPhone that you're fucking sharing this on Twitter with, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's a way more to it than that. It's like, and I'm reading this book. Um, the end is always near by Dan Carlin. And I've been kind of fascinated with this idea that like the resets we've had in society over the last tens of hundreds of thousands of years, we don't really know. Um, but like what was normal for like, people used to beat the shit out of kids as like, a, like spare the rod, uh, spoil the child. And it was like, as a virtue to like, take your kids to public executions. Like that wasn't that long ago. That was like a couple hundred years ago, you know? And sometimes pe- t- t- parents would beat their children at a public execution to reiterate like the consequences of actions. Jesus. And that was like good parents. So you can just see what I'm saying it's like context changes a lot. So I think we maybe overthink things, but I think, you know, it's about, again, this is why I always kind of return to principles. It's like, if you want a healthy family, you need a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Like th- th- to me, that's a little bit more of a productive way of looking at it. So yeah, it's prioritizing your relationship for yourself and your partner and your family. Right. It's like all of the things, it's like there's wins all across the board. So I, I look at it more that way. I think putting your relationship in before your kids or putting your partner before your kids is kind of a weird thing way of looking. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I was talking about this in my masterclass yesterday because the whole premise of so much of what I'm teaching right now is about choosing yourself mm-hmm. and making yourself a priority and not doing things or, uh, betraying yourself in order to, uh, fulfill someone else's needs and desires. Right. And so as a mom, I look at that from such a different lens now. And how do we as parents choose ourselves and make ourselves priorities when we have right. these little nuggets that depend on us. And I think that that, that goes, for this conversation of I really believe truly that I have to prioritize myself and that I'm number one in my life. It's not Roe. I have to be number one and take care of me so that I can be the best mom for her because she deserves the best version of me. Now if we're and, and then on top of that, I have to prioritize my relationship with you because like you said, we're a team on a whole other level now. And like Times like last night or two nights ago when she was really sick and throwing up all night. We have to be on the same team and really helpful and supportive for each other Mm -hmm. and be able to communicate well so that we can take care of our daughter in times of need. Now, if the house is on fire, I'm going to get row. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that to your point, there is a lot of nuance, but I look at this and I really am starting to understand how deeply important it is for us to take care of ourselves first and take yeah. care of our relationships so that we can show up for our children and knowing that our children are going to leave one day and we're still going to be fucking stuck with each other. And I hope <laughs> to God that you and I still like each other and want to do fun shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I
0: think here's the thing as I'm like, cause I haven't really put it like thought about it this way. Cause the mom's perspective is different than a dad's a lot of times. Yeah. But I think like what I said, that's kind of extreme and kind of, reductionist but at the same time i think sometimes you need something like that to snap you out of the fact that moms have zero boundaries with their kids and zero sense of self so some maybe you need like kind of something abrupt like that to just go hey like you need to have you know especially i don't know if you have any boundaries you can have with a five-month-old right right? like that's not but a two-year-old you can have like hey like mommy needs time or whatever or even when i was out here hitting golf balls sticking around like in the evening before we had dinner and you were having kind of a little meltdown and i was like all right i got this you know like you can't be like. I'm fucked up because I, I, you know, I'm overwhelmed with this. Right. Like that's not, doesn't mean you're a broken person. Mm-hmm. Um, see, so yeah, I think a lot of times moms tend to, with the best of intentions, kind of sacrifice themselves completely for their kids. And I think that's what people have been told to do for a long time. And it's like, kids need to understand healthy boundaries and when things are appropriate and not appropriate. And they're also not going to give a shit sometimes. And that's a lesson, but it's all like this long, it's a long game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you got to play the long game. Like, can you be a good parent when your kids aren't there? I know a lot of people struggle with, Once the, you know, empty nesters and like don't have.
1: Yeah. I wonder what the rate of divorce is once your kids leave the house, how many people actually stay together? I don't know.
0: So my dad and my stepmom were was right whenever Taylor graduated, Mm -hmm. but that's also why I try and do stuff that we can all do together or that we do together. Like golf is one thing where it's like, okay, kids leave. It's like, oh, we can go be outside and Mm -hmm. play. Oh, you know, it's like, or whatever it is, you know, just go to the, do the thing. Yeah. Go hiking, do whatever it is. I think having stuff like that helps a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I watched my parents self-sacrifice so much and they lost themselves in us. And as a parent now, although I've only been doing this for four and a half months, I am starting to understand so much better why they did what they did. And both of them have worked so hard to provide Stephen and I a better life than they had in every single way. Mm -hmm. And they went above and beyond. And I am forever grateful in, in every way for that. And I also watched how they didn't have friends anymore. They didn't go to social mm-hmm. things. Everything was around my volleyball schedule and Steven's water polo and swimming. And, um, once we were done, then it was like, now what, right? And my mom lived and breathed her whole life through me. And when I stopped working in television, it was like, she didn't have anything and I don't want to be that example for row. And that's why I really do try to make a conscious effort to take care of myself. I go and I, go to get a massage or I say, Hey babe, can you watch her so I can take a bath? I'm feeling like a little overwhelmed. And yeah. I want her to know that it is so important to take care of yourself so that you can show up in the world to be the version of you that you want to be so that you're not a martyr so that you don't give up your life and sacrifice your life for someone else, even your child. Yeah, And I think women have to be that example. And I, you know, I think, this is why I did a giveaway for Single Moms for Mother's Day. Yeah. You, you really brought that forward too, is because I notice how much support I have to continue maintaining my sovereignty and my experience as a person, not just becoming a mom and that being my identity. And I cannot imagine what it's like for single parents, moms, or dads, yeah. because you don't have the support that I do or that you do. And then how do you keep that from becoming your identity and losing yourself? That yeah, has got to be so
0: difficult. That's a different situation completely. It's hard. That's why I love that. I got that idea from Theo Vaughn who like, yeah, yeah. yeah. he does this thing where he, you he can like, he, you can, you can uh, suggest like uh, submit a single mom and they like get them VIP tickets to the show and get them dinner beforehand and whatever. And they give them like some gift cards to, like, some, I don't know, some other stuff. It's just like they do, it's like through the Patreon money. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's just I, just, I always thought that was like really sweet. And he just a, just seemed like just a good hearted dude. Um, and also, like, his dad was, I think his dad was like in his 70s when he was born. So, oh, like, right. he's, his mom was mostly, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's like, the, the, yeah, single parents is like a whole, it's a completely different calculus. It's just a different thing. It's, it's, and it's, it's hard. I, I can't even, I'm sure there's single parents living, listen to this right now. It's like, I can only imagine that that's, you know, what that's like. Yeah. Of course, I almost had to deal with that. So, <laughs> yeah, that would not have been
1: lit. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know.
0: I think about that sometimes. I'm just like, wow, what would that what have been like? What a trip.
1: For those of you who don't know what he's talking about, I almost died after we had Roe and Connor was for about 20 minutes wondering if he was gonna be doing this on his own.
0: Yep. A single girl died doing the thing. Woo. What a trip. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's a there's a balance there, but it's also just like it depends on where you're at. You know, it depends on where, what, like, what your level of awareness is with yourself. Do you have any practices to get into to kind of, like, I think journaling is really good for people that just kind of get an idea of where you're maybe like losing yourself a little bit because yeah, this it's not it's not good. It's not a good example to set for a kid. to not have boundaries and not, you know what I mean. Like, there's just a lot there, you know, and it's it's hard because it is it's, it's, there's a lot to do, you know. It's, it's I don't and again when we have two kids that are both doing sports, and we got to take them to volleyball and probably not water polo but whatever else the other thing is you know that's also why in a weird way like why i want to coach all this shit just it makes it easier mm-hmm. it's like okay well I'm, i gotta be here anyways i'm here coaching whatever sport this is okay like i'm gonna i gotta be here so it's not that, it's not that yeah it's not, it's not as big of a deal i'm not just like burning a couple hours it's like i'm in charge so <laughs> I'll just do that and i think that but it's again that's like another option i have that a lot of people don't aren't able to have
1: yeah I've been drinking my green juice the whole show, and it's the bomb. Especially now that it's hot again in Colorado. I know, it's so hot!
0: I mean, what is it like? It's my temperature thing. It's worked. It's got to be like seventy-five already. Yeah, it's so nice. I was out hitting balls um, before this podcast, and my taint was okay. so sweaty. I was like, <laughs> went inside, and I was like, my, I'm like sweating through my shorts right now. <laughs> like it was so. It was like it was nine in the morning.
1: Do you you think that Organifi has ever had an ad read with the word taint in it?
0: This is what makes us special, Kelly, is that we we can actually just bring up taints when we're talking about green juice Mm -hmm. because it did cool me down. And I was also coughing a lot, which you won't hear in this episode. And the green juice came to the came to the rescue and, and wet my whistle a little bit. Yeah,
1: wet that whistle. So I am having severe teeth issues postpartum and I'm on an entire mineral protocol that is helping to rebuild the enamel of my teeth because they're literally so depleted from breastfeeding i'm losing a ton of nutrients and so what i'm doing is having organifi green juice and red juice every day as a part of my protocol and i'm adding trace minerals to them as well as boron Uh, if you have any questions about this by the way feel free to message me i can connect you with my girlfriend who um, does all the mineral analysis anyway Uh, I was telling her I love having Organifi and I was telling her all the ingredients. She was like, actually, that's all really supportive Mm -hmm. in this protocol. Add your trace minerals and the boron and (laughs) potassium. Is that why your red
0: red juice in the fridge I drink tastes different now? Yes.
1: (laughs) It just has added potassium and boron and things that help with any deficiencies in your bones specifically, Mm -hmm. which affects your teeth, obviously. So I love that. The brands that we work with and use every day are so good. But then when I'm in a situation like this, where I'm like, shit, things are really wrong. And having something like this, that's a staple already that I know is going to be so good for me in rebuilding what I need. I'm just, I don't know. It just makes me feel really good that I can count on a product like this that tastes really good and is really good for my body and can help so much postpartum. So I've been telling all the moms, all my mom friends, to do the red and green juice, add the potassium, add the trace minerals. And it's just the perfect concoction to help rebuild your body. If you're mm. dealing with hair loss, which I'm also dealing with, as well as um, teeth issues.
0: Cool. You know what I've been doing to help with my hair loss, teeth <laughs> issues? What? Human growth hormones. Oh,
1: okay. Anyway, <laughs> you can get 20% off <laughs> of Organifi at the link in the show
0: notes. You're such a dumb they fuck. They don't sell human growth hormone.
1: Oh my God. You know what human growth hormone is not in? Cured, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, dude. You got to
1: make a call I'm over to Joe. to Joe. like,
0: yo, dog. So we need some IGF one up in this, in these raw caps. Because I'm about to get raw and strong. You know what I'm saying? They're
1: called calm now. In case you were wondering. Oh,
0: they are. They changed the name. Yeah, they're calm. Man, I must have the. that must have the old. The old label. We do. We have bottle. so much yeah. product.
1: We still have the raw caps, but the raw caps are the calm caps. So. Whatever. We it's love them, though. They're so good. Very good. Um,
0: I need to get back. See, I was so nervous that I was going like, to sleep through things that I kind of backed off of the uh, nightcaps. Yeah, I know. And so I'm excited to get... Now it's like time to turn them back on.
1: Well, I was going to say... Um, do you remember that night when I made you sleep downstairs cause you hadn't been sleeping yeah. and you took the nightcaps and the Zen and you slept like a goddamn baby?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do sleep better, but it's like, I, now it's been a little bit like, and I haven't been able to, cause when I do take that stuff, I want to sleep. Like I got to get eight hours. Hard. Yeah, I've got to have like, I need to be in bed, like before nine, cause <laughs> I, otherwise I wake up at like nine thirty in the morning and I'm like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is great. Yeah. yeah. On the weekends it's great. Yes. But sometimes I'm like, they might, I feel like if I wake up after six, like my day doesn't. Go like it's not the day's too short,
1: yeah. We've because we get a lot of stuff done between 5 36 and like 9 a.m.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we just pass the baby back and forth and like doing stuff, just like this stuff. It's just it's just stuff, it's not like that. It's like kit dishes and take the trash out and do yeah. like all the random things around the house. We just do in the, the morning, the
1: dogs make the coffee, change the diaper, feed the baby, yeah,
0: yeah, move this, yeah, it's just it's dance funny. and sing, <laughs> dance and sing, it's a big part of our routine, yeah, it's a big part of our day. So if I miss that, I feel like my day, this is like it just all of a sudden it's six o'clock p.m. Yeah, but anyways, the. the stuff is the bomb
1: it's the bomb um highly recommend you guys know that i love the salve i share about it on my stories 24 7 uh postpartum it has been extremely helpful especially as i'm getting back into working out and my back is like what the fuck are you doing uh and my left elbow from holding her <laughs> it was super jacked up the salve was literally my saving grace i bought cups by the way on amazon connor loves them um you can you can DM me if you want the link to these, but um, I bought like for cupping, I bought the cups and I use them with the salve on my elbow and on my back. And I just walk around the house with cups on me and they are so good. Uh, so highly recommend all the cured. Use the code Kelly T you will get 15% off of your cured order. I think the interesting thing too, is like the, the concept of nervous system regulation. I've just learned so much about and had so much more awareness around since becoming a parent when you're relied on to regulate a baby's nervous system. Mm -hmm. And I'm just noticing how important it is for me to take care of myself and to manage that for me so that I can manage it for Ro. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that babies don't know how to soothe themselves. They don't know how to calm down. They rely solely on the caretakers to Mm -hmm. help them regulate. And I'm learning so much about why we are a bunch of unregulated adults running around is because we didn't have parents who were aware of regulating their own systems. And that takes so much out of you.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, we had this conversation. I think this kind of highlights it. It was when she was sick the other day and she just had like a stomach bug. She was throwing up and had some like weird poops, but just normal baby stuff. Nothing crazy. Nothing like dangerous, but, and I struggled with her crying early and kind of worked through that. But what still really fucks with me is when she is hurting. That's only happened a couple of times where she's like hurting, upset, crying. Like it gives me the most, like it ties my insides into knots. Mm-hmm. And I, like, you really get mad at me because I like left, I went downstairs. I didn't really tell you where I was. Going. I was like, I just said to get the fuck out of there, but I'm like, I don't want, cause it's not her fault. It's not her fault that she's sick. And that she doesn't know what's going on because she's four and a half months old. So like she's, but I don't want her feeling like she doing if I'm if she feels the amount of anxiety that I'm feeling right now so there's some kind of like empathy connection or just mirror neurons or whatever the fuck. I don't want her feeling that way. So I'm I'm going downstairs. Yeah, and I was like, I know that this sucks for you, but like I'm thinking about her, mm-hmm. and then I got to get my shit together. I'm gonna go watch a YouTube video or something and just like get distracted for a minute, take a few breaths, because I ha- I know that like she can feel what I'm feeling. I think. You know, I think it's a safe bet if you look at like the mate stuff, it's they can't communicate with you, but you know, they can, they know something's going on. There's something going on there. They're developing themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they do, they feel you in in utero, you know, they mirror your nerve, their nervous system mirrors your nervous system in when they live inside of you. So I can't imagine it being that much different when they're outside. I'm sure it's different on the margins, but.
1: But don't you think that she feels that you just left?
0: I think that No. I do. I think that you you were there and you had. If I just would have left her alone, yeah. Well, yeah. But it was like I was gone for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Came back, mm-hmm. and I also had her all day. It wasn't like I was not present. Didn't have her all day, but I was with her. I was with her a lot of the day. Mm-hmm. And Then she threw up on that big puddle when you were sleeping. Yeah. She was like on her back and goes
1: blah. Yeah, that was not okay. <laughs> Connor's was, screaming and I don't I was, hear him. Well,
0: I went and picked him up and I had puke all over me, all over the floor. And I was like, Kelly's got her earplugs in and taking a nap. And I was like, Kelly, Kelly. She did end up walking in there with like a shit. She had puke all in her hair. I was just yeah, like, wake your ass up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing?
1: Well, I didn't sleep that whole night. So that was, I went to bed at four o'clock. Yeah,
0: I don't I think, think she felt belled on is what I'm saying.
1: I see, that's where I disagree. And I think that... <sighs>
0: Just doesn't hard. understand that like, Hey, I got to go like take a minute. Just like you the other day. Do you think you, whenever she brought her out here to me right, and I went and played with her outside when well, you were overwhelmed and you had to go check your shit, mm-hmm. I don't think she felt like abandoned.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good she's point. She's like,
0: I, she had, she went from one parent to the other parent. She likes both of us. Yeah.
1: She's well taken care of. She was of.
0: outside hanging out. Yeah. Getting, you know, looking at stuff.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. As you guys can tell, we're learning as we go. Yeah. We are learning on the spot. But even last night when she
0: couldn't sleep, we like put her in between us in the bed and just like, she was screaming. That was, God, that was, not God, right. that, was a, that was the worst one we've had. It
1: was A couple hours straight.
0: Yeah. And I was like, just go to sleep, dude. Go to sleep. It'll be better. Wake up when you wake up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think about, it's interesting. Cause I think the, the funny thing with you to witness is you, were so bad with me crying and having emotions for years of our relationship. And it's taken having row for you to be okay with me being emotional, which is so interesting. It's like, you're finally at a point where you can manage and understand and have compassion and empathy for my emotional experience and crying and not panic because you used to yell at me when I would cry. And that was your response. And now
0: you're making me sound like a really bad person right no, now.
1: No, I, I think that this is part of the growth, right? And I, I had all of my own stuff. I would project things and I would yell at you for things. Well, and- I think let's
0: put it in context. Not when you would cry. When we were like fighting and you would cry. I was, be, I was already mad. We were already like in it. If you just like mm-hmm. cried because you were upset...
1: I because disagree. Because
0: something else was going on, I would be like, why the fuck are you crying?
1: No, you would get upset. No, you're f- so full of
0: yeah, shit. Yeah, you did. You're so full of
1: shit. You may not have yelled, but you were really, you were annoyed.
0: I was uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, you were very uncomfortable, uncomfortable and is different.
0: If we were fighting and then you like started crying and I'm like,
1: Yeah, you, you just didn't, you weren't good at handling emotions in general because you're not good at handling your own emotions First and I don't off, think you had people. My
0: emotional resiliency is... Top notch and
1: you weren't good and people weren't good at helping you handle your emotions as a young child. And I don't think
0: that they I don't were, think anybody was good were... At helping me work, work with my emotions at any point in my life until the last few years.
1: Correct. So I'm, but I, I understand that I'm, that's what I'm saying And I think it's so interesting to witness you as you step into fatherhood and you have this baby, it's really transformed you and your capacity to not only hold other people's emotions, but to navigate your own. And it's it's really beautiful. Like you talk about emotional resiliency and all these different things so much. And I think this has really been a catalyst for you to dive even deeper into that. And to be able to hold that for other people and to not be uncomfortable, I don't, I, I it's like watching you reparent yourself and show up for yourself in your own emotions while parenting a child. And yeah. then how that affects the way you show up for me as your partner, it's just so wild to be here, seeing you transform in that way and also take responsibility and yeah. knowing that you, that was something
0: you've struggled with. Well, the responsibility is different because I'm not responsible for raising you right? and making you an formed adult. Correct. You know what I mean? So they're mm-hmm. just like the, the responsibility is different. And I think, um, yeah, I was, I, it's also, i never had issues with other people's the relationship. It's like in the relationship is where the emotional stuff got weird because mm-hmm. I felt like it was my fault or whatever, which was kind of like the way I was taught to believe things. So it's like, you know, it's like, um, it's weird. Yeah, it is. I get what you're saying though. No? And it makes it kind of, yeah, kind of uncomfortable for sure.
1: Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize you. I'm, I'm like really not wanting, sure. no, I'm just wanting people to understand. You want me to
0: have hurt my feelings hurt.
1: No, response. I just do don't want your feelings to be hurt. I'm really proud of you.
0: I really am. I'm. Well, uh, yeah. And even like, like what you're saying with, with me, like leaving the room and like getting my shit sorted. It's like, it's also like the first time she was crying and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the first time it was, this was the first time that she'd been sick and like hurting that much for that long. And I was like, I got, I got to, I got to bounce for a minute if it was just me and you weren't here and you were whatever then it would be a different you scenario. would never leave her but it's also like okay now i know this is a thing mm-hmm. now this is something i talked i talk about in therapy i didn't know i was i'd never been in that situation so it was like a novel experience and i'm not handling this well this hurts me and i again i don't want her to feel like it's her fault so i'm gonna go away and then next time this happens i'll be more equipped and then the next time it happens it'll just be a thing right and it will just be like oh our kid's sick because that's what kids happens to kids and she's pissed and she's having a meltdown and. I've now like run it through in my mind a bunch of times because I know that this is something I need to handle. It's one thing about parenting that I found really interesting is like, I didn't know what I needed. What I was going to need to handle. I knew general things and themes and like, I've read a lot of books, you know, <laughs> whatever. And I have for a long time and I've been very interested in childhood development for a long time. More as like a method to understand myself, but that kind of bled into everything else. And um, but, yeah, you kind of have to take things one at a time because you don't know. And different kids are different. Different kids have different, you know, like, her cousin, like, but is born a couple weeks later. It's a completely different kid. Dawson, our friend's baby, completely different kid. It's like they're gonna all gonna be different kids. So you don't really know. So it's like, okay, here's the thing that happens. It's going to happen more often because this is the kid that I have, and may, that may be tantrums, that may be disagreeableness, that could be all kinds of things. And when that thing happens, and you find yourself not handling it well, you gotta bookmark that. When everything gets back to normalcy. You've got to like figure out how to handle that when it happens again, because it's going to fucking happen again. Mm-hmm. And the last, the, the thing you need to do is be prepared for what happens again mm-hmm. and be able to handle it better the next time, which is kind of the way that I've been going through this and things that I struggle to handle by the time they've happened three or four times, I've now become comfortable with them. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Cause I'm not like, I'm not like, like pigeonholing it or just like, I'm not memory holing it until the next, you know what I mean? It's like, I think about it until the next time it happens. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You've done an amazing job of really showing up and being super helpful as much as you possibly can. And I really appreciate that. And I think that I feel really comfortable asking you for help, which is really nice because I know that even though sometimes it might be uncomfortable and like last night she was just screaming bloody murder and I got to a point where I'm like, I've tried everything. I need a break. From holding her and having her scream in my ear. It's a lot for you, dude. You're
0: there there as much as you possibly can be. Even when the nanny's here, if she's having something going on, like you're there, you're there all the time. Yeah. That's, it's really, I think it's really amazing, honestly.
1: Thank you. you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, But it feels really good for me to be able to ask you for help and you, I've never asked you for help with Roe, and you say No. You know, you're just like immediately right there. Even if you don't necessarily know Unless what to I'm,
0: do, like actually can't help.
1: Yeah. But, um, rare, but yeah, totally. what do usually. Yeah, you always, you have shown up so much and I, I really appreciate that because it makes my job a lot easier to know. I have your support. Even the other day when I was like, I was crying and I walked out with her and she was, that was the day she was sick and I hadn't slept at all. And I was just really overwhelmed and I needed to take a break for myself. and. I asked you to take her so I could take a bath. And I just, I got alone time for 30 minutes and it was so nice. And you just looked at me and you said, what can I do? How can I help? And I was like, I need you to take her and you were like, give her to me. And that was so amazing. And I've also noticed that my ability to ask for help in those moments and my ability to regulate and take a step away is so important because as I'm holding her and I'm with her all the time, I'm regulating for both of us. I have noticed that that energy has to go somewhere. Those emotions have to go somewhere, and sometimes that means I need to cry yeah. just to get it out when I'm not with her. And it's just been a it's been a really interesting, um, like personal journey of taking care of myself, taking care of her. Where does all of that go? Learning how to ask for help, learning how to receive even more, mm-hmm. and having a partner willing to step up in that way.
0: Yeah, for sure. And even in that situation, like, we have different ways of coping, but, like, that had been a hard day for both of us. Mm-hmm. We had different ways of regulating. That was been had been a really hard day. It was a sick day for everybody, even though you and I weren't sick. Um, and we were just doing the thing. And I would have been out hitting. I just went out and hit some wedges. I just needed to be outside by myself. So I was out, like, hitting wedges into the net and just doing stuff. And it was, Even the stuff I was doing when I was out here, when you brought it out, it was, like, stuff that wasn't stressful, just, like, little practice stuff. In balls. And um I got to have my like twenty thirty minutes and then you came out and it was like, Yeah, you can have yours like go take a bath or whatever that whatever the it's the same thing, right? Of whether i in the sauna or hitting balls, it's that you're taking a bath or it's the same shit. It's just like I need this is me time <laughs> for for me to be out here and not overwhelmed. So it's only fair in my opinion that like we both get a chance to do that. Yeah. Because you're the mom and I get to I can bounce more often and be gone for four hours and it's not a big deal. This is true. But you know, tell me that in two years it'll be a little different. <laughs> Amen. I know <laughs> you're on toddler duty, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm a toddler, toddler pro. Well, we'll have another one, so you'll be. Ooh yeah. Uh, little boy. TBD on that. TBD. <laughs> God, I was just
1: telling our our nanny Kirsten. I was like, I'm I'm excited to be pregnant again. I miss it. I look back at pictures, and I'm like really want to be pregnant and I'm like fuck that I don't want to do this
0: again (laughs) oh god oh that was fun that was fun good job good job we're back baby love you love you